And one of the first studies that we ever did with it was we tested the survivability of our probiotic strains versus other the majority of probiotics on the market that are made up of lactobacillus and bifidobacter, and then yogurts, and then Greek yogurts. And what we found is that the probiotic supplements, most of them on the market, the yogurt and Greek yogurt, all died before they ever got to the intestines. When it came to eating and dieting, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I interviewed over a thousand women and I said, what did you do? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, what did you eat? How'd you do it? If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, the Chantel Ray Way, and each week I have different guests answering your questions. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. And today's guest is Tina Anderson. And her and her husband, Billy, are the creators of Just Thrive Probiotic and Antioxidant. And it is a supplement that helps with all your gastrointestinal and immune health, along with getting your body to produce antioxidants naturally. So tell us a little bit about your own health journey and how did you get to where you are now? Well, um, actually, my, my journey has to do not as much with health. Um, I was an attorney for many years in litigation and um, just in order to stay home more with my kids and spend more time with my kids, I um, wanted to go into the go into a field that was a little bit more, you know, had better hours. So I went to a um, I went into our family pharmaceutical business and I was able to have better hours and and to be in healthcare, which I thought was great. I was like, oh, this is great. We're helping people. But after several years of being in the pharmaceutical world, we started to realize the abuses in the industry. And we started to realize that, you know, it's it not, it's there. Everyone's just treating symptoms. Nobody's getting to the root of the problem. And we saw that with a lot of our, um, you know, I'm just like a lot of relatives, for example, you know, they would be on one pharmaceutical and the next thing you know, eight months later, they're on 12 different pharmaceuticals. And then one of the biggest abuses we saw was that um, we actually saw like a pharmaceutical rep come into our office after we had won this huge bid. And he said to us, oh, my God, this is great. Now my job is to lower the number of um, the lower the number that the doctor will prescribe this medication on so that more people take the medication. And it was like, you know, a part of us was shocked. And then another part of us was like, oh, my God, this is exactly what we see going on with our relatives and with people that we love. And. So we just said, you know, I read a lot of Wayne Dyer, Norman Vincent Peale, Joseph Murphy, and I just, I really was like, we are not doing our life's work. And my husband felt the same way. And so we um, just started into a journey of the, the natural health and wellness world. And how do we get to a point where we're finding products that are actually going to the root of the product problem, not going to, you know, just treat symptoms and all of that. So um you know, uh, fortunately for us, it was not a health journey of our own. We, um, I never actually even had gut issues, but we we found out about how important the gut was and all of that. So wow. that's awesome. Well, this is a question I like to ask all of my guests that come on my show. Walk us through the day in the life of Tina. Like, what did you eat yesterday? When did you eat it? And are there any foods that are off limits or that you avoid? Yes. Um, okay. So I start my day out. Um, you know, generally pretty early in the morning. I, um, 
I do breathing exercises. I just think deep breathing, especially as an entrepreneur, we need to, you know, stay calm. So I do the breathing exercises and then I do meditation and then I have a cup of coffee and I get my son up at the door. He's already in high school. My daughters are already, one's out of college, one's in college, but um, I try to get, just kind of get started with the day. And then I go work out. I do a, um, my workout is normally walking and running. So I do one song walking, one song running. And now I've switched to listening to podcasts. I'm addicted to listening to podcasts. They're filled with amazing information like yours. And, and then I come home and I, I intermittent fast, but I, I actually do eat three meals a day, which is kind of funny. Um, I eat breakfast at like 10 o'clock in the morning, but then I stop eating dinner by six o'clock every night. So I have eggs. I eat eggs every, almost every morning. Um, my husband's like, how can you eat eggs every morning? Um, but I eat eggs and then I have a salad usually for lunch with some, you know, leftover organic chicken or, um, red peppers, broccoli, whatever vegetables I have in the house. Yesterday I had red peppers and broccoli, um, in my salad. And then for dinner I had, um, organic chicken and a big salad. So it was a healthy week. I can't say I'm always that healthy, but <laughs> it's been a healthy week. I've been traveling a lot. So. And is there any foods that are off limit to you or you just do everything in moderation? You know, pretty much about a couple of years ago, I stopped eating sugar. Like, I mean, like I really dramatic, like no sweets, never, ever, ever ate sweets. And they were off limits for like probably two to three years. Um, only just cause I, you know, you read and you research about how damaging sugar could be. And, um, so I stopped eating sweets and that was pretty good. But then I started realizing like my kids would say, Oh, let's go out for ice cream. And I'm like, no, I don't eat ice cream. And I thought, you know, it's not always good to be so rigid like that. So every once in a while I'll have, you know, ice cream or, you know, something like that. But for the most part, I don't eat sweets. Awesome. All right, let's jump right into the listener questions. This is from Kelly in Seattle. I started getting a little more in tune with my gut health lately. I've been eating yogurt and probiotics just about every morning for breakfast. I typically eat a serving cup of Activia brand yogurt. I haven't really felt much of a difference though. Am I getting enough of it? And is that even the right kind of probiotic I should be taking? I have to say something before you say this commercial. This Activia really did a good job on um, their advertising and marketing because, so my husband loves peach yogurt and he's like, one time I think I got him some organic brand and he's like, babe, I need Activia because that's, what's good for my gut. And I just started laughing. My husband's not a health nut by any sense of the means. And so like, we are like kind of extreme opposites and I've slowly move him over to, to the more healthy side. But I just think that's so funny because man, this Activia really did a good job on their marketing because they're like all about gut health. Yes. Oh, they really, you're absolutely <laughs> right. They have other friends too, who are not really big in health and they, but they are obsessed with Activias. <laughs> <sighs> so, you know, that actually goes to our, what, what we did with our product is, um, we did studies on it. So we studied our product. And one of the first studies that we ever did with it was we tested the survivability of our probiotic strains versus other probiotics, the majority of probiotics on the market that are made up of lactobacillus and bifidobacter, and then yogurts and then Greek yogurts. And what we found is that the probiotic supplements, most of them on the market, the um, yogurt and Greek yogurt all died before they ever got to the intestines. 
So 99.99% of the, like the strains died before they ever got to the intestines. That's what we're finding with a lot of yogurt is that yogurt is not really surviving. Like in order to be defined as a probiotic, it needs to arrive alive in the strains. Most of these strains are being killed by the stomach acid. The stomach is a very acidic environment, as you know, and it, it just kills off the, these, you know, these strains. And so our strains are very, very different. So they're spore forming bacteria. Spores have this endospore. It's not like a mushroom spore, but they have an um, endospore around themselves. And that endospore actually protects itself. And, it, and when it's in the endospore state, it's dormant. So it's not live bacteria. A lot of these probiotic companies, as well as yogurts, are saying, oh, you know, oh, they're live bacteria. And then the, the problem when they're live, first of all, with, you know, the cold chain and trying to get from the store shelf to home and then into your body. And then, um, but your body temperature is 98.6. Like how, if they can't survive the room temperature of the store shelf, how in the world are they going to survive your body temperature? Then how are they going to survive the gastric system, which is so acidic and unfriendly and is meant to be a gastric barrier? And the answer is they don't. I mean, 99.99% of strains in this study that was done showed that they died before they ever made it to the intestines. The spores, they actually, like I said, have this endospore shell and they're not alive when they're in the capsule. They're actually in their dormant state. And so when they hit the intestines, they recognize it as their home and they take their shell off and that's when they go into their live vegetative cells. That's when they become alive. So um, the reason maybe she's not feeling much difference with, uh, you know, a yogurt that she's taking is that most of the strains are dying. Now, some people will find that dead bacteria will help with some like symptomatic relief. You know, people have been on probiotics for many, many years and, you know, they've said, well, it helped me with this, it helped me with that. And, and it is true. They may give some symptomatic relief, but that's dead bacterial therapy, basically. They're not getting live bacteria. They're not having a microbiome and that's what we that's why we want to take probiotic supplements that's why we want to you know eat foods that are high in probiotic strains and things like that because they will go into the intestines and they will um be they're alive and they're going to actually make a change in the gut Mm. All right. This next one's from April in Westerly. About 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with IBS. I did some research and found out probiotics can help treat IBS. So I've been taking them for a few years now. My symptoms of IBS have really decreased so much, and I recently got flare-ups. I'd love to get my kids starting to take it as well, but my son takes asthma medicine and I'm worried that they might counteract each other. Is it okay if I give my children probiotics? How much and how often should I be giving it to them? Well, yes, I definitely think you should be giving it to your children. Um, children need, their guts are more, you know, basically our gut is being attacked every day by like the glyphosates, the antibiotics that we take, antibiotics that are in our food, the chemicals, stress, sugar, I mean, we, they are being, our guts are being attacked on a daily basis, but kids especially are so vulnerable because of the world that they were born into. I mean, you know, when I was a child, there was one person in all of my, you know, schooling years that I knew that had an allergy. There was one person, you know, you didn't know about people 
kids who were on this um, autism spectrum. And, and now it's like these kids are being, they're being born into a world that's so contaminated. And, um, and so kids especially need to be on a probiotic, a spore-based high quality probiotic. Um, so yeah, I think it would be great to take, especially if she has a history If this listener um, has a history of IBS. I mean, her microbiome, a mother passes her microbiome onto the child. In fact, that is when you are inoculated with the main strains in your gut are lactobacillus and bifidobacter. That's when a child is inoculated through vaginal childbirth, through close skin to skin contact, through, um, you know, breastfeeding and all of that. But the problem is we didn't ever get lactobacillus and bifidobacter from our environment. We only got it through vaginal childbirth and through, you know, close skin to skin contact and all of that. So, um, and nowadays we're not, you know, kids aren't getting that. I mean, they're, and they're being born into these sterile worlds where we're trying to take away the bacteria when the bacteria is what's so important. So um, I would definitely suggest that um, this listener have her kids take a high quality spore-based probiotic. Um, and even if you take it every other day, you know, just get these strains, these bacillus strains into your system. Um, it's really important for kids. Mm. All right. This next one's from Anonymous. When I walk into my local Whole Foods grocery store, I find so many different probiotic products with so-called beneficial bacteria that are supposed to treat everything from constipation to depression to obesity. I went to my doctor and my doctor said that there's no evidence to suggest that people with normal gastrointestinal tracts can even benefit from taking probiotics. And he said that if you're not in any distress that you can actually count on, that he wouldn't recommend them. I do feel like all the claims that are made are really inflated. And I really wonder how helpful all this talk really is. Can you tell me, do you think all of this is just a hoax with so many different probiotic pro products on the market? Yeah, this is a tricky question because... A lot of doctors are very anti-probiotics and I get it because that's the story we've been telling for years now is that most probiotics die before they ever get to the intestines. Most probiotics are not making a change in your gut bacteria, in your microbiome. The, the thing is with spore-based probiotics, they are making a change and we've studied it. I mean, we have a double-blind human clinical trial on leaky gut and that study is leaky gut we know is responsible for all of those you know, issues that this listener mentioned in her question. I mean, we know the gut is, this is what I think, you know, let's not even talk about probiotics for a second. Let's just talk about our gut. I mean, we know there is it's hard to find any health condition that's not associated with an imbalance in your gut. I mean, so when you're looking at, of course, we look to our gut when we're talking about, um, you know, anxiety or um, I'm sorry, uh, bloating and gas and things like that, irregularly, you know, constipation, diarrhea, you look at your gut, but we're not thinking about anxiety and depression. I mean, our gut and our brain have this huge axe called the gut brain axis. It's one of the largest nerve systems in the body, or it is the largest nerve system in the body. And it's literally, there's a communication going on with your gut and your brain. So your gut health is responsible for your mental health, for how you're feeling, you know, if you're sad, if you're happy, that's why when they say, you know, I have a gut feeling, there's really truth to that. And, um, and, you know, we always say like, uh, it, it was my gut that made me eat a cupcake. You know, it's like the gut dictates what you eat. I mean, that's why people who have taken the product, our, like our product, for example, have said like, I have more energy. You know, it's like, I, 
you, there are so many things associated. There was just a study that came out that um, an LPS toxin level, um, a heightened LPS toxin level is attributable to um, a, a likelihood of developing Alzheimer's. So we know that heart disease, um, Alzheimer's, dementia, you know, cancer, diabetes, all of these conditions are stems, they stem from your gut health. And if there's an imbalance going on in your gut health. So again, I can't stress that enough. It's hard to find any health condition that it's not related to the imbalance of your gut microbiome. So um, so the, the claims that are being made on some of these probiotic benefits, I mean, think what they're trying to say is that when your gut is healthy, it's going to help with all these things, with skin issues, with you know anxiety, depression, those types of things. But it's really what's what the problem, what the doctor was probably talking about to this, you know, particular customer listener is that most probiotics aren't really working. They're dying before they ever get to the intestines. They don't get there and really make a change. The best way I could describe the spore-based probiotics versus the most conventional out there is if you envision a garden and the garden's been stepped on and trampled on and there's weeds growing all over. So like you analogize that to your gut. Your gut is, you know, this garden, it's got good bacteria and bad bacteria and the good bacteria is just like overflowing and the bad back and the good, I'm sorry, the bad bacteria is overflowing and the good bacteria is like, you know, stepped out and trampled on. So the spores are like the gardener of the gut. You go in there they, they all, you throw the seeds in there, they get there 100% alive, they attach to the soil in the garden, and then they have the capability of getting rid of the weeds in the garden, and then they have the capability of bringing those plants that have been stepped on and trampled on back to life. So they're not just throwing the, the uh, old approach of lactobacillus and bifidobacter is to throw them in the garden. Most of them never get there. And maybe they'll plant a plant here and there. So maybe the garden looks a little bit prettier, but it's not getting rid of the weeds. It's not doing anything with your own, the old, the plants that belong there that were already there and bringing them back to life. So um, I definitely think it is the most important thing to do for your gut and for your health, overall health is to take care of your gut and to take a high quality spore-based probiotic. Um, it, it is, it's ground zero for health. It's where you start for health and it will affect all of these, you know, symptoms. I just had somebody uh, over, um, I met with somebody the other day and she's like, she just started taking it and she's like, oh my God, I, I'm like, is this a placebo effect? I don't know what's going on, but I have like so much energy. I actually thought there was caffeine in the pill because I had so much energy. You know, when you're getting rid of those toxins in your body, it gives you more energy. So it's, it's really, it is really that important. Maintaining your gut health really does affect all of those types of conditions. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far, but as you know, I've interviewed over a thousand women and every time I've watched a thin eater eat, I realize that maintaining a healthy weight is a skill that can be taught and mastered over time. That's why I created a video course that will teach you all the tips that I learned to help me lose over 30 pounds. It's way more powerful to watch the thin eaters than even to listen or to read it. Go to ChantalRayWay.com video for a free glimpse. If you're wanting to take yourself to the next level, everyone needs a coach. Every professional player has a coach. We want to come alongside you and help you in your journey. Go to ChantalRayway.com coaching. I just had someone listen to the audiobook three times and she just emailed me and she said by her listening to the audiobook three times, that's what did it. That's what allowed her to really lose the weight. We have an amazing offer for you. It's the second edition of my book, which has 
tons more information. It has the audiobook, the ebook. It normally runs for $29.99. You can get it today for $4.99. Go to ChantelRayway.com slash deal to get it. Now back to the show. All right, Danielle in Fairfax. About seven months ago, I was diagnosed with celiac disease, so I decided to totally cut gluten out of my diet. Good thing. Um, I've been feeling okay, but some days my symptoms are so bad. I figured cutting out gluten would be enough to help ease my symptoms, but I guess I was wrong. But recently I heard so much about pro and prebiotics and how they can possibly help me with my symptoms. Is that really true? And should I start looking at taking a pre or probiotic? Well, when you have a gluten sensitivity, chances are you have a leaky, you have leaky guts. I mean, and when you have any food sensitivities or you have an autoimmune issue, you pretty much have a leaky gut. We know that. So just so people understand, I'm sure your listeners are pretty um, knowledgeable about this, but leaky gut is basically exactly what it sounds like. It's basically holes in the intestines and toxins from your gut that really are not problematic start to seep into your bloodstream. And that's why you have this, then you have this like inflammatory response by your immune system. And that's why people go and, you know, they have like food sensitivities and, and, you know, lots of other conditions are attributable to a leaky gut. So um, we actually have a double blind human clinical trial on our strains showing that these strains are actually dramatically reducing that LPS toxin from, you know, leaking into the bloodstream, which is amazing. So, um, as far as, you know, taking, you want to do things to help seal up that tight junction. So taking a spore-based probiotic is probably the best thing she could do to, you know, help seal up the tight junction because that's what's causing the gluten sensitivity is this leakiness of your gut and, you know, this imbalance going on in your gut. So, um, yeah, and then prebiotics too. So prebiotics, one of the problems with prebiotics is that prebiotics have actually, um, don't know how to distinguish between good and bad bacteria. So there's so many people who are like, I take so many, I eat so many prebiotic foods or I take a prebiotic supplement and it's amazing. Oh my God, it helped me so much. And, and that's great. But then there's some people who just have really bad reactions with prebiotics. And that's because most prebiotics don't know how to distinguish between the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. So they're going into that garden and they're feeding the good guys, but they're also feeding the weeds in the garden. So um, the strains that we, that are the prebiotic fibers that we chose in our, in our product actually are, are specifically targeted to only feed the good bacteria. Somebody with a gluten sensitivity or, or celiac should be taking care of their gut with a high quality spore-based probiotic. And so just for people who don't understand spore-based, explain that one more time of what the difference between a spore-based probiotic and a non-spore-based is. So spore-based probiotics are have an endospore shell around themselves. They were found in the soil, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. Um, our ancestors would eat off of the land. They would eat roots and tubers, and they would get these spores. So the spores, while they were in the soil, they were dormant. They weren't live bacteria. But when you swallow them and they go into your intestines, that's when they recognize it as their home, and they take their shell their spore shell off and they go into their live vegetative cell state. So we're going back to, this is, these are the same strains our ancestors got. We're going back to the way we evolved as humans. Um, now, when you're talking about a lactobacillus and bifidobacter strain of probiotics, those were never ever found abundantly in the environment. The only time we got them was through vaginal childbirth 
and close skin to skin contact and, and breastfeeding. Once we are inoculated with lactobacillus and bifidobacter, we never got lactobacillus and bifidobacter from our environment again. Um, we now, what happened is, you know, the science came out years and years ago and they decided to make, they were like, oh, we have mostly lacto and bifido in our gut. So let's make lactobacillus and bifidobacter in a lab and create these lactobacillus. And that's how it came about. And it was well-intentioned, you know, well-intentioned, well-intended when they, you know, it made a little bit of sense. But now the Human Microbiome Project came out by the National Institutes of Health and told us more about the gut than we ever knew before about 10 years ago. And that's what our, you know, the spores were finding out that's the approach to be taking with the gut. So spores just mean they have an endospore shell around them, themselves. There's not a, you know, it's not like a mushroom spore or anything like that. It just means it has this armor-like shell, and it's not something we've engineered, or these are actually just the same strains that our ancestors used to get from their environment. So um, we have an engineer, we don't do enterocoding or special types of delivery systems to make sure they get to the intestines alive. These are just nature's way of taking care of our gut. Awesome. And I know you guys have a product called Y Vitamin K or it's just called vitamin K27, but why should someone take vitamin K27? Yeah. So our philosophy as a brand is to bring products to the market that are missing and needed in the market. So obviously our probiotic is our flagship product. It is what, you know, put us on the map and where we see incredible results, but we really, and we have several other gut health products, but Um, we saw a real need with vitamin K2. Vitamin K2 is so critically important. Its job in the body is to remove calcium and plaque from the arteries like your heart and push it into your bone, to put it onto your bone. So really, really important for heart health, bone health. Um, it's, It's one of the most important supplements because it's missing from our diet. We don't get it in the Western world. You know, where you find, you know, even with like prebiotics, you could get prebiotics from food, you know, and I, you eat a lot of prebiotic rich foods, but vitamin K2, you're really, there's not very many foods. You know, we used to get it from mm. and things like that, but we're really not getting it from um, other foods in our environment. And, and now we're seeing, we're taking vitamin D, vitamin D is creates a and vitamin D is like the darling of the medical world. And it's, it's important, but the more vitamin D we're taking, the more our bodies demand for vitamin K2. And so that's why we're seeing people who are taking a lot of vitamin D, they end up developing things like osteoporosis or, you know, heart conditions and things like that, but they're not taking vitamin K2 with it. Awesome. Well, thank you for being on our show today. And where can our listeners go to follow you and your work? Oh, um, our website is justthrivehealth.com. Um, we are on Instagram at Just Thrive Health. We're at, on Facebook for at Just Thrive. So, um, you know, anywhere, come in. Uh, we have tons of amazing content on our website and blog. And you can get our leaky gut study there um, and any other, you know, science and other studies that are found on our website. And we have a coupon code. Um, tell us about that. Yes. So um, it's Chantel. 10 for a 10% store site-wide discount. So you get 10% off um, and just put in Chantel 10 and you'll get 10% off. You know, we, we are, we stand behind our product a hundred percent. And if you go to ChantelRayway.com and click on things, I love that link will be on there and you can use your Chantel 10 coupon. Thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate it. You bet. Thanks Chantel.
And if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at ChantelRayway.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at ChantelRayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.